Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, here we are uh, Monday, the end of January. Man, good morning. It's amazing, isn't it, how, how time goes. And, uh, it's crazy. We are coming into my very favorite month, though. Well, aside from Christmas, of course. I love February. You love February. I've always loved February. What do you, yes. love, what do you love about February? Everything about it. Well, for one thing, though, it is the anniversary of Dan's and my first date. Uh -huh. It's the anniversary of when we got engaged. It's Valentine's. It's our wedding anniversary. And every year in New England, um, you don't get a spring break in schools. You get two breaks. You get a February vacation for a week and you get an April vacation for a week. And February vacation always comes very timely, that last week of February, and you're ready to do something fun. And I am looking forward to February vacation. Nice, nice. Yeah. You have to let me know when that is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will. We'll talk this. I'll let you know, because we will be away for part of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, um, we've got retreats coming up. We're doing an elective retreat. Um, actually, it'll, uh, it'll be uh, finished when we're taping this, but we're taping right. this ahead of time, but we got it coming up um, of a group here in Denver. This is our fourth, fourth elective. Uh, they've been giving it away, receiving, giving it away. And, and we're going to go in a deeper, I, I wrote a new uh, retreat uh, on kind of an addendum to discerning God's will uh, mm. use, using characters of the Bible of their real choices that they had to process through. Uh, oh, I like it. So it's really, good. It's, it's really fun. So we're going to, we're going to spend uh, time working through those characters. Uh, this is the first time you've taught this one? I taught it, uh, uh, the first time I taught it, which is really a cool story. Um, one of our leaders, uh, Denny and Allie Weinberg, uh, who live in mm -hmm. California, uh, we get together periodically right, uh, to assist each other in understanding God's will and what's next and, and what we call right. uh, kind of bringing up our clutter list and our calendars and how do we help each other uh, let God resolve them as well as uh, make sure that we have margin. Uh, right, in life. right. And, and Denny and Allie uh, have some uh, with his work, with his house, with uh, of ministry. They have lots of big decisions right? Uh, with their family and, and just lots of things. So they said, let's get together. Uh, and um, let's go through and process for several days God's will. Uh, okay, uh, so we uh, we met them. Uh, we're flying to Phoenix, Arizona, uh, and they're going to fly over from California. We're coming from Denver, uh, staying at the uh, the Biltmore there, which is a beautiful place. Um, and uh, Denny had rented a uh, beautiful two bedroom suite, so we you know we just had this great living room and and out, outdoor, and we could be together. So um, drive to the airport, uh, and um, I get a phone call from Denny. Uh, and hey, you know, I've been praying about this and thinking about this, uh, about going deeper into God's will. And of course, they've, they've gone through the material that we've already produced. 
what, what if we went through Bible characters and saw how they process God's will specifically, and then we can apply it to us? Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, yeah. Then I it would like be, it. yeah. Okay, good. That's, that's a good idea. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I, I confirm that. So, so I get on the plane <laughs> and, um, uh, it was one of those, and I've had several of these experiences, uh, where, uh, okay, father, uh, what would you like me to do? Um, and I'm, I'm literally on the, on the airplane in my journal and I'm, I'm just transcribing. He says, okay, uh, yes, I want to do this. Now here's, here's the characters and here's, here's where they are in the scripture that I want you to do. And he just gave me a list right. uh, uh, of, of Bible characters and exactly where they were in the scripture. So I, I wind up with this list uh, that I just, I just wrote down. He just spoke it. I wrote it down. I love uh, it. I love it. Okay. And then uh, on the plane, uh, then I put it together. Uh, and uh, again, because I, I know I know the word really well, I could, okay, yeah, I know where that is and uh, what's in there. And so um, I, I put it, I wrote it all out, uh, get to Phoenix, and then Danny, Nally, and Linda and I spend the next three days literally walking through each one of those characters mm-hmm. uh, uh, of how they apply to God's will. And then of course, while we're doing that, uh, it's here's the truth of it. And by the way, Rich and Linda, Denny, and Allie, this is how it applies to you. Uh, yeah. Oh, so that's we, cool. So we received it personally, uh, which was really right. Cool. Um, and we worked through it, and, and it was amazing. Revelation, insight. Here's the next step. Uh, here's what we can pray for. And we just had, first of all, we just had a great time just being together. Okay. Uh, but it was great, great movement toward God bringing, awesome. bringing about his, his good, his will. So, um, so then I took it, um, and God said, here, yeah, you need to make this, you know, part of your material. So, um, I went and developed it further <clears throat> and we've already been through it now once. Uh, and then this other group comes up and says, you know, Hey, said, what would you like, to, what do you believe you'd like to do next? And they said, well, we're all, we're all have issues of God's will. I know we've been through God's will, but maybe we could do it, in essence, do it again. And I said, well, <laughs> I actually, I have new material. Got one better for you. <laughs> uh, that we can do. How about if we do this? You know, yeah. And, and so the way we're going to do the retreat, which is a little bit different, mm-hmm. um, we're going to work through the, the stories uh, and generally, you know, we have time, you know, Saturday afternoon and, and there's private time. But what we're going to do here is we're going to do a story or two and then we're going to break for them to start working specifically on the questions that they have about God's will. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Um, and then come back and then we'll do some more stories and we'll do some more. And Linda and I will float around uh, with uh, let us listen to mm-hmm. where are you? What's the truth? What, what's your question? What do you hear God saying? And we're going to facilitate uh, them learning, receiving specifically God's will so that by the end of the retreat, which would be, you know, a three-day retreat, they'll have a lot of movement in their specific questions right. that, they're oh, all, I love that, it. that they're all asking. So this will be kind of a fun experience yeah. you know, to, to do. So um, we're having that retreat. Then we have an abiding retreat right after that couple. Uh, and this is... Again, just people that have learned, you know, hey, I heard, I heard you, you learn what it means to live with God. Yeah, you know, could we do that? Yeah, so there, right. we have a group coming uh, for that, uh, coming up, uh, and then we have our leaders 
later in the month, we're all going to go skiing together and have a retreat. Right, uh, right. So we're still, still praying about for you and Dan to get out here for a day or two. And uh, I know, I know. Uh, see <laughs> we'll if, see how that plays see out. If we can work we have out. actually. Um, we were, we've been praying about when our next abide retreat would be. And I sent a message out to our team. You know, we have Kendra and Nathan, who everybody got to yeah. see as a guest one day, um, yeah. and Stacy and Rob come and lead our worship. And so we had everyone praying about, um, when our next retreat would be and, and what we should be, you know, where we want to do that and all that. And, um, God very quickly said, um, no, Kathy, it's not another abide retreat right now. Your team needs to be shored up. And he's like, you take the six of you away uh, and I want you to go back and, and just strengthen the team. And then you can come back and do another retreat, yeah, but, right. but not yet. And so that was an interesting instruction. So I'm excited for that. The first weekend of February, we're actually going to go up to the Cacheros retreat uh, cool. house and do it up there, which comically enough is the first place we ever took Kendra and Nathan and Stacy and Rob through abide mm -hmm. was the one retreat that we have done at the Cacheros house when we, we, um, took a group up there and, and since then we had been going up to this other area, but God was like, no, I want you to go back and I want you to go back to where it started. Mm -hmm. So go back, shore them up, go back to where it started in that location and, and do a weekend just with your team. So yeah. I'm excited about that. Um, just to strengthen the team yeah. because I do believe he's got a big year ahead of, of future retreats. And yeah. so we want to make sure everybody's strong and walking and abiding and, yeah. and, and in a good shape for it. Yeah. We so. want to take them through a, some elective material that'd be fun uh, mm -hmm. to go through a depth of that. Um, we've talked about um, obviously, you know, what we our broadcast is, you know, come and see finding truth in a world of chaos and um, lots of things going on in the world uh, right now, uh, which is contributing to chaos as well as lots of things that we got to watch to see, you know, what's going to happen. But um, right, you know, with the COVID. Uh, and I think you, you just told me your sister has it and you right. know, it's kind of gone through, um, it's gone through families, our family, your family, uh, really almost everybody I know has had, has experienced it, right. uh, not to a severe level, but they've experienced it. And, you know, it goes through the, primarily it's a sore throat that's kind of painful, uh, right. lasts a day or two and then it starts to dissipate and you get recovered. Um, well. Uh, that's happening around the world. Uh, and so uh, uh, just to, this is just a few days ago. Uh, Britain, I remember Britain was one of the first that locked everything down. Right. Uh, Pretty extremely for extremely, a little bit. Extremely. And they had, mm -hmm. you know, they had vaccine issues and mandates and uh, rules and masks. And uh, well, uh, the, the government just came out and basically said, you know what, um, we're going to just end all this nonsense. Right. Learn to live with it, endemic and, kind and of. we are not going to have any more vaccine mandates. We're not going to have any shutdown. We're not going to have any requirement mm -hmm. of mask. Uh, it's, it's running its course. If you're sick, <laughs> stay home. <laughs> Uh, right. <laughs> but then if you feel better, Use some common sense. if you're feeling better, mm -hmm. get back to work. And and we're going to just all of the restrictions that we have put in place, we're going to release them. Wow. Um, Is that effective immediately effect, or effective immediately? So, OK, interesting. Uh, I hadn't heard that one. So that's a big deal. 
Uh, mm -hmm. You know, we know the Supreme Court just said, no, you don't have to be, uh, have the mandate to be vaccinated if you're a company over 100 employees. Uh, mm -hmm. Still in healthcare, we'd recommend it. Again, there's still options with that. Um, we're finding uh, still certain countries are, are, are still going kind of deeper into the vaccine mandate and requirements, including right. including even if you don't get it, we're going to fine you. Fines, yeah, I've seen uh, several com and that'll countries be, come that'll be interesting now. to see where that goes. Uh, in America, uh, it's kind of been released of the pressure of following a, a single strategy about it. It kind of goes back to the local areas now. Uh, and like in Colorado, for example, our governor uh, did this similar thing to what, what they just did in England. It's like, you know what, we're, we're not going to try to enforce this stuff. Um, if you're sick, stay home. Uh, use common sense. Uh, but, right. but we're going to release all of this rules uh, mm. that everybody has to. And now, of course, certain counties uh, and certain cities can still, if they want to, Right. You know, do a variety, do a variety of things. Uh, but so uh, as we look at, remember, chaos is uncertainty. Mm. Uh, it, it's, it creates a, well, what's going to happen next? How do we respond to this? How do we live this out? Uh, and all we're trying to illustrate is that um, obviously COVID has caused chaos. The reaction to COVID is causing chaos. And there's a variety now of, of things that are happening that will be interesting to watch. Does it, does it contribute to chaos because you're, lo you're in a local area like I think you said Boston uh, right. or New York? Yeah, Boston has lots of restrictions. Uh, right lots now. of restrictions. So, uh, well, that's chaotic. When I thought, wait a minute, I thought the whole nation was released. And uh, it's always a question of, well, what do I do now? You know, uh, right. And what happens next? And then uh, on top of that, uh, would be the economic situation where, as, as a lot of people understand, the housing market is still very, very strong, um, where they're right. the people are moving out of metro areas into rural areas. Yeah, I'd uh, really like that to correct because I want some land freed up up here. Yeah, yeah you're, you're probably finding it like, uh, man, it's expensive. And, uh, it, it is. Because you got a lot of competition for it. Uh, and states like Florida that has been uh, or Texas that had been more more uh, loose on their requirements. Um, lots of people are moving into those states, uh, right, right, and causing you know uh, the housing demand. But while that's going on, the supply chain issues uh, are still an issue. So, uh, like for example, uh, Linda, uh, she came back from the store, local store, grocery store, yeah, and she said, "Hey, there isn't a single." box of cereal on the shelves wow. at, at all, you know, and so typically, uh, you know, it, I would say it's probably a hundred feet long. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and shelves from top to bottom that are filled with cereal. Wow. And she, she went to that aisle to pick, you know, some cereal and said, there isn't a single box of cereal on those shelves. They're, they're gone. And she asked him what's going on. Mm-hmm. Our, supply, our suppliers can't get it to us. Uh, wow. Well, uh, ultimately, that, that has impact on uh, the economy. 
with employment so that like for example um, and I don't know if people have uh, have uh, done this but um, if you try to get a new car right now you know we're on a wait list for yeah. a gazillion years to get that Bronco yeah yeah. Dan has had a deposit on it since July, That's and right. we still haven't even been told what when it will come yet. Yeah. They just said sometime in 2022. Yeah, yeah. it could be summer <laughs> or fall. Uh, but typically, you know, automobile, uh, you know, the the, ma- the magnitude of in the United States, just the United States alone, mm-hmm. is anywhere from 12 to 15 million cars. Right. Uh, okay. Well, that's a million a month mm-hmm. uh, plus. Well. Today, that's in the the literally in the onesie twosies uh, for each state of allocation of having a new product available, uh, right. and like you say, people are on a wait list. Yeah. Uh, to to get them, um, and the uh, so the implication and because of that, I've even heard that used cars are up thirty seven percent from this time last year. Yes. Yeah, um, we actually sold uh, a used car and um, had had it for th- for three years, right? And sold it for more than I paid for it three years ago. Wow! Uh, uh, it was it was remarkable because of the demand. You know, it's just like, well, we need cars, and uh, and we don't mm-hmm. we don't put many miles on ours, so it was still under warranty. Um, so it's an attractive car. So, but the implication of that is that these both at the dealer level and at the manufacturing level. Uh, they're laying people off because there's not there's not activity to be done because they don't have the volume to be done. Well, that that plays itself out in the economy. Uh, right now, we haven't seen it yet uh, because we've kind of reestablished a new norm of what the what the uh, employment magnitude is. So there's a lot of people that aren't working. But they're still getting government stimulus stimulus checks, right? Um, so as far as they're concerned, well, my income is fine. Uh, you know, I'm not working. And now, so there are still. I was wondering, there are still some government stimulus checks going out. I know that the child tax credit ran out, like January paychecks, where was the first month that people were no longer getting those. So are they still getting some level or certain income levels are getting stimulus checks now? What yeah. how's that playing out? Yeah, they're still. There's still government checks uh, being sent, uh, okay. and again, that could be administered at a state level. Uh, could be uh, done at a federal so level. Different states are doing it differently. Uh, uh, and uh, again, the the aspect of people not having to pay mortgages and or rent, right. uh, they don't they're not going to get evicted. So there's there's a lot of flux, but mm-hmm. um, underneath it all, economies here are driven by employment. Right. Uh, and there's there's right now less and less and less people working, mm-hmm. and ultimately, unless the government continues stimulus, which by the way is is using tax money that we <laughs> that we don't have, right? Uh, so the debt burden gets heavier. Uh, ultimately, it's going to play itself out in a in a uh, declining economy, what they call a recession. Uh, it hasn't happened yet, and it looks like 2022 could be pretty good. Uh, but ultimately, it's not going to be good uh, because right. underneath it all is people aren't going to have the income to, to do buy various things, and then it's going to stimulate even further recession. So the the issue that we're trying to illustrate is uh, nothing is predictable. 
mm-hmm. based upon things that we've ever known of typical ups and downs, economy, how it works, uh, COVID, and the government uh, uh, reach of that, and the impact economically of that, and the supply chain issues, and just like we're talking about with automobiles, um, it's going to cause uh, uncertainty, and things are going to not be the same. And so the chaos that we're all facing is, I wonder what's going to happen. Right. Um, right. And then that translates uh, at various levels. So uh, even believers, and we know a lot of believers, they can live in what we call anxiety, mm-hmm. which is what we're talking about. You know, overcoming uh, fear, worry, and anxiety. Uh, anxiety is more of a, g- a general. Uh, malaise of it looks like it's not going to be great and I worry about <laughs> worry about everything uh, and I wonder if and how that's going to work and so I live in you know anxiety including uh, ultimately it could be any what's called an anxiety disorder uh, and that is that it's even hard to function every day right I'm, I'm just stressed out Right, and uh, panic attacks panic, sometimes, right. all kinds of different things. Uh, other things are uh, worry about, I've got something specific uh, in my life, uh, a business issue, a financial issue, a relationship issue. Um, I'm worried about that. looks like it's not going to turn out too well for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, or fear is I can see where this could go, and it might not be good. You know, So there's a fear uh, of the negative because of the chaos you know, going on in the world. Uh, when there's more predictability and things are stable, generally speaking, the worry, fear, and anxiety reduces because uh, you, you kind of have a predictability about it. Right. Um, and when there's not predictability, which is what's happening now, the increase is happening, which is why we've, we've done the series of, yeah, we know that a lot of people, and, and we talk to a lot of people, that they have concerns that bother them. Uh, and I'm, quote, worried, or I'm living in fear, or I have this anxiety. Um, and so we've, we've talked through it all in terms of, well, the good news is God says, first of all, it's not surprising uh, that that exists. By the way, it's existed ever since Adam and Eve <laughs> gave away right. uh, the authority <laughs> to the enemy. Uh, and the world and the people of the world have lived under the concept of, of uh, trouble, in the world, you're going to have trouble. Uh, things are falling apart. Things may not work. You're going to get affected by that. And that would cause you, you know, worry, fear, and anxiety. You know, yes. Uh, so you said, first of all, don't be surprised by that. Right. Uh, and then secondly, that, uh, well, I have an answer, and I will resolve it for you. Uh, all of those that you have that are legitimate and they're real, let me resolve them. Um, and you got to learn to, instead of going to fear, worry, and anxiety and living there, is come and live with me in the kingdom. Uh, surrender your will to mine. Uh, and God says, let me guide you, lead you into my supernatural resolution of things that I will do. And you can experience shalom while you're walking with me into the resolution because you're, you're going to get hope. You're going ex- to get enthusiasm. Right. You're going to get confidence um, speaking to you, and I'm showing you, and you can trust me uh, that I'm going to resolve this specific thing. So it's not a, uh, we're trying to help everybody understand. It's not just a, well, I hope God takes care of it. Um, And I'll just pray, you know, here's my wish list. God, take care of it. I hope you do. Probably not, but but whatever. 
he says, no, it's very specific. Uh, you got to walk with me into my resolution and let me give you specific resolution and answers to the things that you're facing. And you'll see I'm going to resolve it. And when you see I'm going to resolve it, you could release your fear, worry, and anxiety uh, and go to hope, excitement, trust. And by the way, you can be joyful while I'm doing it. You know, so it's it's really what we've been trying to share with people of, you know, go to God, uh, go to the truth. What's the truth? Help 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 uh, receive it. Uh, we talked last time about uh, the aspect of possessing the promised land, uh, and possessing the promised land is God's promise. Here's what I'm going to do. I need you to go in and own it. I need you to occupy that. I need you to receive it. And we talked about uh, Joshua and Caleb. Uh, Moses, remember that the uh, nation of Israel um, had been saved through the Red Sea, uh, and uh, God miraculously parted the Red Sea, and, and they uh, had all the Egyptians that were chasing them down afterwards. Uh, they were uh, killed, uh, so they're free. Uh, and God says, now I want to take you to the promised land, the land of Canaan, where uh, it's beautiful. Uh, you're going to be at peace. You're going to have a bounty. You're going to have abundance. Uh, I'm going to deliver that to you. Uh, yeah, there's an enemy there, but I'll defeat the enemy. Um, and that's my promise to you. Well, what did what did the Israelites, what was their response to that? The Israelites were still afraid. to. They, they didn't really believe the promise, honestly. They yeah. were afraid to step into it. Um, yet Joshua and Caleb recognized if God says so, we will. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. And why, by the way, why were they afraid? Uh, because in the natural, it looked like too much. It was, you know, larger people with more resources. You know, there were there were very logical, natural reasons for them to be afraid. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. The circumstances. But, well, they're they're a larger army. They've never been defeated. Um, they're way bigger than us or way more trained than us. Uh, we, mm -hmm. there's no way we can overcome. On our own, could our not own do that. Right. Uh, and so they were afraid. No, we're not willing to go. Mm -hmm. And they went to worry. And you can you can read this. This is in uh, uh, Exodus. Um, they <laughs> they spent a lot of their time because remember God said, okay, um, since you don't have a heart to go. And for me to deliver to you what I said, you're going to have to follow me, and you're not you're not willing to follow me. I'll allow you not to follow me, and you're going to wander right. around for forty years. It says in in Hebrews chapter three, fifteen to nineteen, he was angry, uh, and the anger was, well, you're not allowing me to to give you all that I have planned for you, and it's 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 a sad to me, you know, that I'm not able to do that because I'm not going to force you. Uh, you have to receive it. You have to have a heart to go. And they said, well, we're not willing to go. Uh, so they, and you can read this in Exodus. So what, the, this is this is funny. Now remember in Egypt, what was life like in Egypt? Well, they were living in slavery. Slavery. For one thing, <laughs> you know. Uh, so they were slave labor mm -hmm. uh, where they were directed by the Egyptians every day. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to do this menial work for us, and you don't have a choice. Right. Uh, and you don't have freedom, uh, and it's hard labor, mm -hmm. uh, and it, they were under slavery. Uh, 
and God, and that's why God sent Moses and said, "I'm going to have you have them be freed, setting from, you free, <laughs> setting you free from that." Uh, you know, are you willing to go? And of course, Moses was. Uh, well, uh, now they're across the, the uh, Red Sea, not willing to go into Canaan, and so they're wandering around in the desert, which, by the way, is unpleasant per se. Right. But you can read that they spent their time uh, thinking about what it used to be like in Egypt. Right. Actually yearning for what was slavery yeah. for them. Yeah. Wouldn't it be better if, hey, we? Uh, it's not really that pleasant here in the desert. You know, uh, why don't we go back? Because we're living in, you know, tents and we're living in out, mm-hmm. in, the, out in the wilderness. And in, in Egypt, at least and we And why did we leave to begin with? Yeah, you know, we should blah, have gone blah. back. Yep. And, uh, I wish we could have that food that they used to give us, you know, back then. And mm-hmm. this manna stuff, we don't like <laughs> like it anymore. Um, uh, and then there's there's this uh, interesting uh, discussion where um, they basically, Moses challenges them and says, well, you know, the reason you're not going is because of your um, not willing to follow God, your unholiness. Mm-hmm. And they respond with, no, no, no. We are absolutely righteous, uh, and we're we're spiritual, and you're the one that's not, and God isn't doing, and we're the one that actually are, are righteous. And they justified their self position by wow. by saying, "Well, look at look at what who we are. Aren't we good?" Uh, and of course, God says, uh, "Well, no, you're not, because it's all about the heart. You know, do you have a heart to follow me?" Uh, right. But we justify not following him uh, because, mm-hmm. and by the way, it's all born out of, which is interesting to me. Why did they get to that point? Well, it's because they believed and said, God's not going to fulfill what he says. Uh, and again, a lot of believers that I talk with, uh, they kind of feel that same way. Yeah, God isn't going to... Do you think that's the beginning of like a hardness of heart? It's, it's the beginning rejecting of, the promise? It's the beginning of a hardness of heart. And the reason is that they never learned how to receive it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the average believer uh, that, that I deal with, uh, underneath it all, when you really get down and talk to them, is they're they're kind of mad at God. They're kind of angry at God, uh, and they don't have any confidence in God. Right. And, and I'm saying to them, okay, why? Why would that be? Well, I had a problem. I prayed. God it would didn't you, happen. God, yeah. would you do this? You know, fix this problem. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't fixed. And their experience is, well, God didn't come through for me. Right. So why would I want to believe that or trust that? I haven't seen that happen. And by the way, that's true of my group. That's true mm-hmm. of my church. Uh, and yeah. when I look around at other Christians, this is what I see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm in, I've been told that, well, life is tough. Uh, but, hey, we get to go to heaven, and uh, you're always going to struggle and you're going to fail. Uh, and I guess that's you got to just accept that. Um, mm-hmm. And I say, well... I believe uh, in, in what I've learned and what I've seen and what I experience is you just never learned what it meant to possess the promised land. Right. Uh, and it's not an automatic. Uh, God didn't say to the Israelites, well, I'll give it to you anyway because right. you, you want it. It's 
you're going to have to be willing to surrender your will to mine and follow me into the possession step by step by step of all that I'm going to give you and you need to walk with me. I will give it to you, but you got to trust me to go with me and do you have a heart to go? And of course that's where right. the, that's where the rub is. Yeah, but I haven't seen it. I don't know how could I how could I go there and I, and I what I say to him is I said, "Look, I understand it. You haven't learned it. Why don't you be are you willing to learn that I'm going to tell you something? God will I guarantee you God will resolve this." Right. And I know it, I know it, I know it and I can help you with it. I don't know the answer, but I know I can help you with it. Would you be willing to learn this? And I know you haven't learned it, and your viewpoint is, why bother? I get that. Right. Why don't we give it a try? Mm-hmm. And let's go see. Um, and usually a lot of people say, well, you know, why not? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what I'm doing now isn't working yeah, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> this, ain't, this ain't working, so uh, why not? Uh, so um, as they learn that, okay, I learned to abide, I learned to receive, I learned to walk, I learned to go through. And what we've talked about this, this last uh, week was he said to the Israelites, uh, by the way, this next generation, uh, which is um, the uh, children of all the adults that weren't willing to go and all died outside of God's will. But their children who were born in the wilderness, God said to them, do you have a heart to go? Right. And they said, yeah, you know, in, in, in uh, Joshua 1, 10 to 18, they said, we'll go wherever you send us and we'll do whatever you tell us to do. We, we're willing to go with you across the Jordan and surrender our will, you know, to you. Let's go. Um, so they did. They crossed the Jordan. Um, and then uh, they're getting ready. Uh, and Joshua, you know, is a member. He's a, he's a man of war, a warrior. <clears throat> and he comes across. Uh, a uh, what they call the commander of an army uh, with a sword and he comes to up to him and Joshua says are you for me or for them right um, I love this uh, and this is in uh, Joshua 5 13 to 15 are you for my plan or not um, and it said the command response was no commander <laughs> and the answer was no emphatic Oh, no, you just mm-hmm. asked the wrong question. Yeah. Uh, take off your sandals. You're standing on holy ground. So he's, and remember, whenever whenever he, uh, anybody was instructed, take off your sandals, you're standing on holy ground, they're, they're in the presence of God himself. Mm-hmm. So this is Jesus. Um, and Jesus is there and saying, no, uh, you just asked the wrong question. Right. And Joshua understood it and said, uh, whoops. Uh, yeah. And basically, uh, what do you have to say, God? You know, I, your I, servant's listening. <laughs> I, I get it. Uh, I get it. Um, it's not about, are you for my plan? And see, that's where this, the rub comes in. Mm-hmm. A lot of times says, well, I got a plan. And right. God, would you sanction mm-hmm. my plan? And God says, oh, you got it backwards. Uh, no, you got to ask me, what's my will? And, right. and you got to be real simple. And what Joshua said is, oh, what do you have to say to your servant Mm-hmm. I'm surrendering my will to you. What do you have to say to me? And I'll follow that. Right. Uh, and so uh, he said, well, well understood, son. Now yeah. now we can that go. That humility and trust exemplified there is beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Now we can go and for me to resolve your issues and to give you the, mm-hmm. the promised land that I'm asking you to possess. Let's go to Jericho first. Uh, okay, what do you want to do? 
well, I want you to march around the city seven days. Uh, this, on the seventh day, march around and blow the trumpet, and the walls will fall in, and then you can conquer them. And they'll be they'll be frightened because it'll all happen by my supernatural work, and you won't actually do anything other than capture them and take care of it. Uh, okay. Uh, because, Joshua, what did he have to say to me? See, he didn't say, well, what, what happens when that doesn't work? <laughs> uh, or wouldn't it be better if? Um, he just said, I, I understand this to the level of you say it. I'll, why don't I just follow it because you're going to deliver it. Let's go. And so right. he tells the people we're going to do it. Okay, they do. And they, be, they, they beat Jericho. And by the way, he says, don't take anything uh, personally. Uh, next city AI. This is in uh, that's in chapter six of, of uh, uh, Joshua. Now we're in chapter six and seven. Uh, and uh, AI is a small little town near Jericho. And his men come to him and say, "Ah, this is easy. This will be easy. Uh, we'll just take a few thousand men. We'll go to go down there, beat them, uh, capture the city, and then we'll come back." And Joshua said, "Yeah, okay, fine, good." Right. Uh, well, they go down there, get routed. Um, and chase back, and they couldn't. They didn't have any victory. They had failure. So they come back. Joshua uh, is sad, and he. And this is funny. Uh, remember, Joshua is a man of faith. Right. He's right. gone through the whole, <laughs> the whole process of what do you have to say, and I'm going to follow what you have to say. And he gets routed. And just one city before, he was very good at following the exact instructions, asking for the instructions and following yeah. them. Yeah. And, and so he experiences this failure. <laughs> and his response is, uh-oh, we, we, I've missed everything. Uh, it looks like we're not going to go anywhere. This is not going to work. It seems to me we would have actually been better off to stay in Egypt. That's what he says. Mm. Um, like this is, this is, and he goes into worry, fear, and anxiety. It's really interesting. Right. Uh, and God says to him, uh, son, do you remember the commander of the Lord's army? Remember mm. what, what the issue was there? Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. You forgot to ask me my instruction next for the next step for you to possess what I'm going to do to deliver you to you, the promised land. Uh, oh, sorry. Yep, you're right. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I forgot that piece. <laughs> uh, okay, I repent. Okay, great. Now, had you asked me, I would have told you you got sin in the camp. Remember, I told you not to take things personally out of Jericho, and you've got people in your right, camp and someone had right? has taken it, and they're hiding it, and they're they're lying about it. Uh, we can't go anywhere until you decide that you're willing to uh, listen and take care of what I'm instructing you, and then I'll tell you what to do next. And, and so he said, okay, uh, got it. Uh, so he goes and he divides everybody and finds out the people that have, uh, and, and by the way, they didn't come forth and confess it, which they could have had. And that's what, that's what God was really looking for. Right. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I did this. I'm so sorry. I repent from that. He would have said, great, release it. Let's, Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. And they kept uh, basically covering up, like, I hope we don't mm -hmm. ever get caught. Uh, right. How are they going to find out? And, God, of course, God releases it and said, okay, now you got to take care of them and you got to get them out of your camp. And he, and he did. Mm -hmm. uh, now we can go to AI and I'm going to tell you what to do next. 
And by the way, it's not going to be the same thing that you just did for uh, Jericho. It'll be different. It'll be specific, unique instructions. Unique yeah. instruction. Are you willing to go? Now that you've been obedient, and obediency is really, did you ask me what I have to say? Right. And did you listen to my, right. to my step? And just take that next step that he has made clear and has told you to do. Yeah. yeah and take that next step. Uh, so um, I'll give an example. Uh, have a, a friend, uh, got a big uh, ranch uh, in the southeast uh, and they were going through uh, a pretty serious time of drought. This was a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've got cattle and they've got uh, all kinds of food and it's drying up. And he's at a point where if they don't get water, they're going to lose their crop and, and they're going to have to get rid of their, their cattle and or they're, they're going to die. Uh, so he, he sends out a request uh, to a group, fairly large group, and I think you probably have seen these. You know, where you're kind of on an email chain, right, uh, right, and it's it's a it's a blast of, you know, would you please pray for mm-hmm. God to solve this drought? We got mm-hmm. a problem, and we're worried right. and we're fearful. Uh, we got a problem. God, would you solve this drought? Uh, okay, so I, I get this, um, and I start getting back. Uh, emails. Mm-hmm. In the name of Christ, I command the, the rain to come, and uh, I believe, and God would you, and this is what's needed, and we know that your heart is for this this ranch. So, you know, would you do, do, do? Uh, well, I get it. <clears throat> uh, uh, and actually had another uh, uh, partner with me who, who got it. And we've learned what Joshua learned. Right. Well, to ask God what he has to say what, about what do you, it. What do you have to say about this? So instead mm-hmm. of me presuming that, well, of course, or just generically, would you got, you know, God take care of it? It's uh, what do you have to say about it and what, what's going to be specific to this issue? Uh, and I'm going to listen and, and, and respond to what you have to say. So he said, well, he said they've got sin in the camp. Uh, and until they get this resolved, it's not going to rain at all. Uh, they're going to have wow. to. Res- they're going to have to resolve this sin in the camp. Okay. Um, what would you have me do? <laughs> mm-hmm. He says, uh, "Let them know. Uh, tell them they. You know, you can phrase it in a certain way, and they got issues that they need to resolve, um, and that God isn't going to isn't going to provide the rain until they get this resolved." And he and he said, "You can actually have him go read Deuteronomy 11, and I actually talk about this that." If you don't follow me, it's not going to rain. When when you follow me, it will rain, and it's applicable to them. This is applicable to right. them. Have and them, the Holy Spirit alerted that, alerted you to that to share with him the yeah. truth of that because you surrendered and asked him, "Hey, what do you have to say?" You didn't right. just throw up a blanket, give me what I want. That's right. So, uh, uh, so then, uh, okay. So I, I I do, and and you want me to uh, tell everybody? Yep. Mm-hmm. Tell everybody, particularly the leader. Okay, so we do. The leader calls me up and says, "You know, I got your, I got your uh, response. Mm-hmm. I received that. Um, so I'm going to gather my uh, staff together, and we're going to see where the issue is, and then let it get resolved. Because we believe what you just said is, if we do that, we'll see it rain. 
okay. Uh, so he, he does, and uh, he gathers his whole group together and, uh, and says, okay, somebody here has done something that isn't pleasing to God, and he wants us to uh, understand that you know, and have it be released. And uh, he said that <laughs> he said it was the it was the longest five minutes of silence he's ever <laughs> been part of. Uh, and then finally, that's some, an intimidating message to deliver. Certainly, it is, yeah. Particularly you know. when when you kind of know, you know you're you're probably you know what you know like oh right. Uh, and so uh, a a person uh, stood up uh, and said, "It's me. Uh, this is what I've done." <laughs> and I'm sorry, I repent, um, and I would like to be restored from this, and I confess it, and so whatever God tells me to do, I'll do. Okay, well, we, we receive that. We, we, uh, we know that upon repentance, God restores you, uh, and he'll give us instruction. So we, we pray, thank you for sharing that, and we've released the burden and the sin of what went on. Well, guess what? The next day it rains. Wow. <coughs> and um, uh, it literally rained and saved the ranch uh, mm. uh, as uh, we go through uh, this scenario of um, <coughs> excuse me, I guess I'm caught my throat um, what do you have to say about this? excuse <coughs> me right well and even as you know, as you're saying that I'll let you let you recover a little bit from that um, i I think of our tendency when we see something like that happen, we see God come through with the miracle and the answer after we follow his instruction. Then the next time something happens, the tendency is to do exactly what, you know, kind of what Joshua would do, but um, to then say, oh, there, mu there must be sin in the camp this time too, yeah, right. or that must be the instruction <laughs> no, this time. Right. And, and God wants us to recognize the, the intimacy and the individuality of his instruction to stay with him and not assume that what he said last time applies to this time. Exactly. It's always communication, yeah. you know, and I think the same thing you know, with Dan and I, if we had um, some kind of conflict that we were working through and solved it and I assumed that whatever that resolution was was the exact same thing to the next problem that's not going to go well in relationship <laughs> right this uh, you know so we really have to think relationally in this as well you know yeah. I think yeah. that's that's a big yeah. part of it is learning to really view the father relationally and the way we interact with him relationally yes and that's where the uh you know, we talked about uh, calling a sacred assembly is to, uh, you know, bring people around you mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, as people bring me around them, uh, my, my role isn't to say you should or here's your answer or of course, or even to generically, well, pray, let's just pray God take care of it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's no, let me walk with you uh, to receive the simple question, what do you have to say about this, which is, as you just said, it's unique and mm -hmm. there's no system to it. And it's not like, right. well, well, there's a roadblock, so it must be sin. <laughs> a lot of times God says, no, it's not about that. You've, you've got the enemy who's coming against you. You've got an issue here. You've got a self-centered person that has power against right. you. Uh, let me show you my instruction of what I want you to understand, what I'm going to do, and i got to get you in the right place with the right people at the right time for me mm -hmm. to deliver what I'm going to do. And, and through your sacred assembly, through your people that are joining you, we together 
are going to say, okay, what's the truth? What is God saying? What are you hearing? Here's, here's, yeah, we confirm that. That's what we were talking about with Denny and Allie and Linda and I. That's what we do for each other is, right. well, what is God saying? Let, let me confirm that. Here's the step. Here's what God is saying. Here's what we need to pray mm-hmm. about. Uh, okay, let's go that way together without, we're, we're not presuming the answer. We're just walking into the answer. Right. Uh, so it's, it's really a beautiful thing. So we'll pick this up again uh, tomorrow. Uh, to go deeper into this aspect of uh, how to how to keep walking with God, uh, expecting the answer, uh, knowing that He has an answer, He will deliver us. He He said, "Yeah, even though you made a mistake with AI, Joshua, I can resolve this. Do you have a heart to hear me?" And remember the, the simplicity. He said, "Are you willing to ask me what I have to say, and then follow what I have to say?" Uh, right. And that's the process, and, and, and don't presume anything. Uh, and Joshua said, yep, I got it, sorry. Uh, I'd like to learn this over again. Yep, okay, great, and then he did. You know, so. And just that quickly, that restoration yeah. that you just described, as soon as the repentance, as soon as you come back and you ask and you sit and surrender again, God is ready to restore and move you on. It's Amen. a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's beautiful, and it's all the time. So uh, we'll pick this up again uh, tomorrow uh, and uh, take more of this aspect of it. But uh we encourage you to, again, to send in questions uh, on the YouTube or questions at afjministry.com, uh, and uh, we're happy to answer them and get, and get very specific if you have a heart to. And, uh, Kathy, we will uh, pick it up and hit, and hit it again tomorrow. Sounds great. Have a great afternoon, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Look forward to continuing this conversation. Yep. Have a blessed day. Yep, yep. We'll see you soon. All right, bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.